Welcome, everybody, to Beer, Bourbon, and Bullshit. In today's episode, we will review two special items that I'm beyond excited to taste. We'll kick off this episode with the infamous Blantons from Sazerac Company. On the beer side, we're going to go back to Belgium for a hot minute for another quad from the Roquefort Brewery with their 11.5% Trappist 10. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Let's jump right in, Sherlock. Let's talk about this Blantons. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off by saying that uh, I'm highly biased today because this shit is fucking delicious. I'm sorry, Dr. Cash, I had to steal your phrase, but honestly, there's, oh my God, like I can, I will hug the bottle of Blantons right now. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just get that back to, to Sam Spade right now because I'm, I'm too excited about this. Let me take another sip, Sam. Can you go ahead and get that? He he is a bit excited about it. And to be honest, uh, I agree with him. Um, you know, not to get too far ahead of our of our ratings and what have you. But um, you know, Blanton's uh comes from Sazerac on down through Buffalo Trace and usually is mostly distinctive from its bottle. A beautiful bottle. It's got some custom stoppers that you can collect that spell out B L A N T O N S for Blanton's, in case you can't keep it together. Um and while it is subject to a lot of sort of controversy or as to whether it is really uh, lives up to how it looks, I think you have at least two people here between myself and Sherlock who, who definitely believe in it. Um, it is a single barrel, which is the first, that, the first, the first barrel. single barrel Ooh. having come out in 1984. Uh, it is the first single barrel, which suggests that it could taste different or significantly different every single time you consume it. I will say, in my own, in my own uh, consumption of the product, which is a lot of it, I've never really seen the same variants that I've seen in other single barrel products. I don't know if anybody else has. I don't know if anybody else is, whether we're talking it about Eagle Rare. It tastes like glory to me every time. <laughs> Pour it whether in the glass, it tastes like glory. Eagle Rare, Four Roses, um, you know, a number of other uh, single barrels. And a lot of times what comes out is a little bit different. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, I don't know, uh, just in terms of getting some early returns from the rest of the group, since we're, we're out ahead of this, what's the rest of the group think of uh, upon, upon it reaching their lips? Listen, I, um, this big brother, Bergman, I, I think this is a great bottle, man. I think that the mystique, the brand, the lore, the level of detail and attention, the processes that go into making the juice that goes into this bottle is, in my opinion, don't hit me, y'all. I think it's better than what the bottle, that better than the juice in the bottle. Mm. This, mm-hmm. The juice in this bottle is great. It's good. It's solid. On the, you know, we're not rating yet, but uh, I don't think that this is a bottle I would kill for. Um, I think there are bottles as good as this and darn near half the cost. But none of the none of the other bottles, I think, in the in the bourbon landscape have all the things that Blanton has going for it. The unique shape of the bottle, warehouse H, the only metal uh, warehouse that they have at uh, at Buffalo Trace. And so this this bottle um it gets a little bit more heat uh, because in the in the barrel. The juice does because it's in the metal warehouse. 
But the other and not just warehouse age, but right smack in the middle of warehouse age too. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think it's it's uh, slightly above average juice. Is my opinion. Now, hold on. You said price based on, but what price are you considering this at? Because that is wildly yeah. variant. Yeah, based yeah, on yeah, where yeah. you are right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying that I think this is a good sixty dollar bottle of whiskey. Okay. Yep. Yep. About two years ago, I could get it for 45 pretty easily, too, 40, yeah. 45. But I do yeah. consider those days long gone. Yeah, right. today I saw it for 130 on the shelf in well, the store. Oh, boy. Bottle yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. The, yeah. Original blends. Original blends for 130. Yeah. Speaking of original blends uh, in the U.S., 93 proof, they have the uh, straight from the barrel that uh, – Still recently was just overseas. They have the gold. Hey, Blanks boy. gold, which is at 103, which Dr. Cash may uh, have some insight on that. Mm-hmm. As well as what I call the green label, but it's the uh it's like the reserve. So if you've seen like the Weller Special Reserve green label, kind of along those lines, uh, that is also uh another variant. <clears throat> Typically in the in the states here, all we've had uh Easily, I'll say, is the original single barrel blends. Dr. Yeah. Cash, what about that that gold over there, though? So, I will have to call some copyright infringement on my kind of de facto delicious rating that I seem to give everything that we consume on our cast, right? But much. I put the enunciation on another syllabi. Yeah, exactly. That makes it different. Uh, so, this blends gold, right? Is Something that is, you know, somewhat unique to me. I'm kind of in in between you, Sherlock, Sam Spade, and Big Brother Bourbon. I think it's worth the money, but I don't necessarily have anything to kind of compare it to. Like, certainly, I'm not going to go pay, you know, $150, $160 for it. But it's a very smooth bourbon for me because it kind of has a little extra sweetness, kind of like a caramel honey but it also is a higher in proof coming in at 51.5 right so it it's something that i wouldn't shy away from it would be more of a special occasion type deal for me versus kind of that you know wednesday night i just want to have a cocktail to kind of unwind but given the limited supply so i i savor it even more so because i can't consistently go to the store to buy it now it definitely has a little bit of vanilla in there to me. So this is something that I highly recommend. And that 103 proof is is, is perfect, right? So, you know, I'm not going to get my rating right yet, but it's it's up there, right? So, And I'm drinking it neat. I know no, uh, Chef I and really I have... to hear what Chef thinks. I, I, I think this runs really hot. It's got a, it's got a lot of rye in it, true to, true to form. It's spicy to me. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, when I first had this bourbon, uh, it was on recommendation from the, Mr. Spade there. Um, oh, sorry, Sherlock. And uh, I, I fucking loved it from the first sip. I was like, this is good shit. Um, <laughs> I keep a bottle in the house. Whatever the cost is, I'm grabbing the shit. So if it's one ten on the shelf, if it's 50 on the shelf, <laughs> I'm grabbing it. <laughs> like right. you said earlier, Cash, it's very hard to find. When you do find it, it's like, mm, damn, give it to me. Yeah. Um, 
so tonight before the before the um, podcast, I was um, making dinner and I thought about you know what we gonna drink tonight and made a nice steak with a roasted garlic honey butter and some cauliflower mac and cheese. I finished it with this plantains, fucking superb. Mm-hmm. Even with that little spice in the back, mm-hmm. it, oh, it complements the cheese very well. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great buy. I, I think just if anybody... I'm hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> you be cooking oh. your ass off. Yeah, you do cook your ass off, Chef. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about that dinner. I have more money to spend on bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why it, can, that's why I can cop it at any price. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, it's one of those I, I like so much that if it's 150 all right, fuck it. I'll take it. Hmm. I'll be hmm. pissed, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I'll take it. Hey, Spade. So, yeah. question. Yes, sir. You, like this. you love this. Put it in a bowl. You're going to drink this with a spoon. You like this, right? Yeah, for sure. What's I'm the nose on this to you? Uh, and, and I am leading you because I don't like the nose. Let me just go put it out there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's to your point, it's spicy, right? It's a little spicy caramel. Spicy uh, with a little bit of vanilla, but it, but it, you can you can tell that there's going to be a bit of a burn on it, and you know it's aged about six to eight years. So, um, but again, I'm consistent on this. I like a little bit of a burn, right? So even if it's at 93, I want I want to feel that piece. That's what that's one of the reasons why I do like it. Yeah. Um, so you know, well, putting hot so- putting hot sauce in my soup, you know what I mean? And just yeah, I'm sitting here yeah, eating, man. right? You know what I mean? Salt and acid pushes flavors forward, so yeah. Yeah. So, so Grizzly, what do you, what do you think about this? So, um, I'm I I loathe to even speak right now because I don't have this, and um, I, I I it's just hard for me to get access to it. Um, but hearing hearing y'all speak about it, I am I'm so jealous right now. Mm. Um, in lieu of drinking this, I'm drinking some Four Roses right now, and I I, I feel like this I'm drinking I'm, I'm not worthy. I might as well, 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 you know, let, let me ask you about this then, okay? Since you're not drinking the juice, what do you think about the brand? What do you think about the way it looks? The way it, I mean, it's, it's been in the John Wick movies. I mean, it has been in those, it has been in my, and I love my John Wick two and three, bro. Oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about that on a separate podcast, but go ahead. I mean, for for people who are new to a lot of pick your thing, what myriad things, right? Um, Almost everything has something associated with it that has a lot of history and a lot of lore behind it, right? A lot of a lot of story. People fancy it, and uh, Blanton's is is one of those things, right? And it's it's such an iconic um, brand. Oftentimes, people when when you think of Buffalo Trace, you think Blanton's a lot of times. Uh, I mean, some people obviously think Pappy and whatnot, but Blanton's is one of those one of those bourbons that comes to mind when you think Buffalo Trace, right? Right. So it's an iconic brand. Now, when you go to the visual aspect of it, it's a beautiful bottle. I mean, very few people are even doing a bottle like that. So if, we, if you've never even seen Blanton's in the store, you only saw, you've only seen it on the Internet, you see it and you like, like you can appreciate that almost as art and you kind of start wanting it more. And then so the bottle is beautiful. The brand is amazing. And then there's that that damn gold horse on the top. Right. Yeah. That like no other no other bourbon is doing that. So when you see that aspect of it, you're like this. I have never had it and it feels ultra premium. Right. 
And, and oftentimes, as we are influenced by those things, by the time you get to taste the damn thing, your taste buds have, have been influenced <laughs> by everything you've heard before. For sure. You, you know what I mean? So, so the caramelella. The, 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 the marketing, <laughs> the marketing aspect of it is flawless in that, in that people are apt to taste it for the first time and they're going to say that they're going to like it regardless of how they really feel. No doubt. You almost have to wear a tuxedo when you drink this. Mm. It's. I mean, it's. I. I, I'm, I am not I'm wearing jealous. a tuxedo right now. <laughs> but it, that, that's a good point, Big Brother Bourbon, because this was started as the uh, a super premium bourbon, right? So right. when they when they when they formulated this, that was the goal of it. Now, I love blends. <clears throat> I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says that shit. There blends. are two or three things that I love more than blends. Oh boy. One is a bourbon by the name of Elmer T. Lee. This bourbon and he made this name from the master distiller when he was master distiller for uh, Colonel Blends. And he actually made this in his name. Right. Uh, he made his a little better. But, you know, besides that, you know, it's all good. But yeah, this was billed as like, you know, the, you know super premium uh, bourbon or whatnot. We were talking about price points in a, in a few earlier episodes or whatnot. So that 55 to 60 <clears throat> for us right now is, is kind of that falls in that range or whatnot. But uh, as Grizzle was talking about kind of like the marketing behind that stuff too, which of course, you know, when they, you got a good product, you, you know, you do things to get it out there or whatnot. But I was actually trying to think back to, um, you know, our first episode was the, uh, the blade and bow with the keys. Uh, the Blanton has the, uh, the horse and jockey stoppers. I'm trying to think if there's any, Anybody else out there is doing any of that kind yeah, of collectible? I think there's something from Canada with a uh, a moose head or something on the top of it. What you know, healthcare? Healthcare? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, healthcare. It ain't bourbon it, though. Give some people a few more minutes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it without the mandate. Um, it's, it's not bourbon though, right? The joint you're talking about? No, no, no. It's not. It's not so, bourbon. Yeah, but you're I, just talking. You're talking in general. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I think it's, it would be interesting to talk a little bit about what's happening in 1984 when Elmer T. Lee, um, uh, Charles Point, it comes up with this idea, and, and, and how we came up with this, I have no idea. Wait, hold on, Big Brother Berman. Yeah. Can I ask a question real quick before you go into the what was happening? The fuck? You said, can I ask a question? Can I ask you a question after I ask you this one? <laughs> Uh, permission, permission granted. So, um, one of my boys had Blanton's recently. Um, he lives up in DC. He was hanging out with some people. They broke out a bottle of Blanton's, and there, he was told that this bottle was different than the the bottle that you would buy here in the states because it was it was from England. And he's like, "Well, what's the difference?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, the one from England is much more vanilla for well, not from England, but the one that's distilled for that market." Yeah. Is a much more vanilla forward blends than than what you normally get here in the states. There are two mash bills, two recipes. Yeah, I was about to ask: is, Have any of you guys had both versions and can definitively say that there's a difference between the two? Sherlock, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to restrain myself, but <laughs> <laughs> so Blanton's was initially formulated as a super premium. And then they said, uh, this was kind of like right after prohibition too. So, um, you know, you know, things still weren't popping here in the U S on the bourbon side. So they started 
shipping this overseas um, to Japan, I believe, was the uh, the first market there or whatnot. So this was you couldn't even get it in the States. You know, they, they developed this super premium bourbon that we couldn't even get. So I'm still pissed off about that. But but anyway, it was distilled and aged here. Absolutely. And then shipped 100 uh, percent overseas. Wow. Couldn't even get it. But fast forward to where we are now. Uh, I don't even remember. What was that last year? Year before last, Sam Spade? Uh, man, you know, time in 2020, bro. Who yeah, knows exactly, when it was? Exactly. Oh. Anyway, so we, we <laughs> Two years found ago. ourselves Two years roaming ago. through the streets of uh, Barcelona on For a show. lazy evening. Barcelona? And, uh, Barcelona. Barcelona? Barcelona. 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 Yes. <laughs> it, was this after the game? Anyway, um, <laughs> so we found another another uh, big thing of ours is to try to find speakeasies wherever we go. You know, yep. overseas, it doesn't matter. In the states, in the woods, yada yada. So we found this little one. It's like kind of down in this little basement, and whatnot. It was literally probably about you know the, the size of like what two rooms or something. Not not that big at all. Anyway, we went down. They had the complete lineup of Blantons. Complete like the, the the offensive line of Blantons. The, the offensive line lined up <laughs> the, the, the the grenade hogs or whatnot, and uh, they were you know kind of doing the whole you know, kind of speakeasy vibrating everything back. So the ice, they were like hand chipping the ice in for each glass. So it took like 20 minutes or whatnot to get everything. Anyway, we had uh, the opportunity to enjoy uh, the entire lineup of blends. I will say that um, from ones that I have overseas, and I'm saying so you might want to echo this or not, but the ones that I have overseas versus the ones that I've gotten here, even the same varietals do taste a little different to me. Um, if I feel like the palate is a little softer, a little sweeter um, from sure. ones that I get overseas than for sure. As opposed I would to agree. I definitely would agree. And it, it makes sense just based on soft ass Europeans. No. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I actually I mean that. Hey, I, I didn't mean that. Man, I might have meant it. Yeah, they, drink that, they drink that lighter beer, man. It's, it's warm. Uh, and in Japanese culture, most of um, the whiskeys in Japan are going to be, you know, 80 to 85 proof, a little bit thinner. So the fact that these would be a little bit lighter on the palate makes a lot of sense. Um, I remember leaving that thinking like, oh, I still love my Blanton's back home, to be honest. Though I am wanting to have the straight from the barrel that the Japanese exclusively get, which I have yet to have, which is at 130 proof. So they yeah. brought the hammer on that one. Straight hammer time. It's, it's 130, but that. it does not drink like a 130. It Ooh. drinks like maybe a 105, 110, somewhere. Yeah. That was, it was quite nice. I've had that. It was actually pretty good. And I, I now that we're talking about it, I'm, I'm wondering if it was the mystique that was Japanese and I can't get my hands on it in the States. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I mean, as Big Brother Bourbon was talking about earlier, I mean, I think the bottle, the sort of um, the, the, the hype you have and, and which uh, Grizzle mm-hmm. was also talking about, I mean, it's sort of like a car, right? It's like the, it's like the outside of it can look great. And then it's like what's inside the engine, whether that connects with you or not. Um, you know, it's like it'd be the early days of Jaguars, which look great, move fast, but were terribly made. Yep. Or like myself, an Audi driver who, you know, thinks outside and inside work together in, in conjunction. You know what I mean? Uh, um, Mr. Like Spade, we're going to have to go back to the video evidence or to the <laughs> picture evidence. But you have had that the straight from the barrel. Oh, was that the straight from the barrel? 130.9 proof. Oh, it was the straight. Yes, okay. Sir. That just shows you how light it was. Yeah. yeah. So For that sure. said, that said, uh, since um, Sherlock, you started off talking about how 
um, they initially they they were the first the first um uh, would you say the first what the first single barrel <laughs> bourbon first single barrel yeah. bourbon Big Brother Bourbon what was going on back in 1984 when they did this <laughs> <laughs> you like that segue you like way to bring it back you know you know uh, I'm two sips later um, <laughs> so in, in 84 you've got the the uh, the Cold War is raging right so uh, all things Russia is in vogue it's the forbidden so light spirits have have uh, have uh, have taken precedent in the bars they have emerged vodka. the um uh, the preferred spirit so vodka uh has has come of age matter of fact the martini even changed from a gin base to a vodka base in the 80s because of the cold war and so uh whiskey brown liquor was on the downstroke Elmer T. Lee in an effort to revive or, or, or to keep or to put a peg in the whiskey industry comes up with somehow or another this, this single barrel uh, idea. So I, I thought it's, it's, it's a struggle genius. And here we are. In 1984, which is one year after 1983, which was the first year <laughs> after the Masters allowed for non-black caddies as it plays in the background for me. So Back you know? You're actually watching that right now. Yeah, it's just it's in the background right now. So <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. Shout out to Augusta National for the folks on this call who might have lived in Augusta at one point in their life. Sherlock, Sherlock has been there two years. Yes. yes. Did get a get the opportunity to hit the Masters, which you walk into the Masters and you're like, this is not in Augusta, Georgia. Like literally, like the the, the whoa, sun whoa, is brighter. Grass is greener. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> What's the I'm not, I'm, I mean I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying there's like hey, tell. They pump different air in there. I'm just saying. Look, look, <laughs> everyone in the entire world is focused in on Georgia right now. So Absolutely. let's everyone. let's give give some hey. respect due to, to the hey. Georgians and the Peach no Stout. Because hey. there's some activities that need to get completed, right? Yeah, they, got, they can paint the mask in blue too. Yeah, exactly. Bring so that, bring y'all need to bring that same energy in January. Bring right. that right. same right. bigger you had for the presidential race to this motherfucking race in January. One oh, yeah. five twenty one. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. A good segue from from proper voting to you know one through five fifths voting on beer, bourbon, and bullshit. Right. So. Sam Spade, let, let's start with you, my dude. How are you going to rate this puppy? Well, how am I going to rate it? Uh, how are you going to carry it? How are you going to carry it? <laughs> I will say this. Whenever somebody asks me, whenever somebody gives me a shout and goes, hey, what should I buy someone as a gift? I always say Blanton's if you can find it reasonably, mm -hmm. right? Looks good. Somebody will think it's a great gift. Um, it's like literally the first thing I mentioned. Um, and also because I think it's pretty approachable as, as to drink. I would call Blanton's like my favorite this this might be a little bit pretentious. Everyday bourbon to drink. Yeah, yeah. The one I'm that I think bit, I can get I'm accessibly. A little bit pretentious. A little bit. I'm, I'm just saying. Like I, I understand it. it like it's ten dollars more than that four roses. <laughs> so I mean, if I could get that, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm like, it's my favorite one to get. Uh, so with that being said, it's like four point five for me. Four point five fists. So four fists, and then I throw a half a fist up there. I if if I go back to the to the audio tape, that might be your best rating, Sam Spann. Yeah, I, I, oh, for sure. I, and I maybe yeah. he may have peaked out right there. That may yeah, be it. That's, oh that's, no no no! Oh, I know what's a five. Okay. But we just have it. We just we just yeah, can't yeah, find yeah. it. Oh, we, we we still on the upslope of the the road. Yeah, we sure. Right? Yeah. Right? 
All right, Sherlock, we, we, we kind of can infer that, uh, you know, CNN has projected Sherlock's uh, vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Listen, we told y'all, I told y'all Sherlock was from Tennessee, right? Tennessee was called red before they even started counting the votes. <laughs> I am calling five fists before we, I'm done. That's all I can say. Nice. Okay. Okay. Next conductor. Uh, chef. So as I hold this beautiful crystal goody goodness, I was thinking of um, a reception I went to where they had candles in this chef. That was the dopest thing I ever saw. It's a pretty nice move to you know keep the bottle, especially if you like it. And it's this being my very first actually foray into bourbon, and really like it so fucking much, I'm giving this a four. Okay. Four fifths and a healthy pour. Yes. <laughs> kind of like a always three inch, two inch porter. I mean, you know, how much of a pour are you doing? Five fingers, five fists. I love it. Reset this curve, big brother bourbon. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> hey. he, over, he over there doing some calculations. And, you know. right now. Oh See, this is why I don't share with, with Grizzle. Resetting yeah. curves and shit. <laughs> no, not me. Not me. I'm not I'm not reset. I've never had it. I can't I can't even vote. Hey, all I got is a four, baby. I love the image. I love the brand. I love the marketing. It's a hell of a story. It's well executed. This juice, unlike unlike Sam Spade, I'm not a I'm not a spicy guy when it comes to my whiskey. So for that reason, now listen, this maybe this is the Celine Dion of whiskey. It's really good. I just never am gonna buy that shit. You know? Um but it's it's I, I, I do like it. It is it's just not I'm just not gonna it's a four. All right. That's four. Four solid. That's a solid vote, man. That's that might get you a Hall of Fame, right? But I I'm gonna follow my main dude, Sam Spade. This this is a pretty good bourbon. And like I said, it's hard for me to acquire just like everybody else, but I, I'm not necessarily want to drop 100, 130 right now. However, I savor this and it's delicious. And I'm going to come in four or five on this one. It is, it is something that I'm going to give my favorite folks, but also some folks that are new to bourbon to kind of taste, you know, kind of that traditional excellence, right? So that's it. Fred Minnick. Fred Minnick, big big bourbon reviewer, book writer. He's rolling. He's rolling his eyes at us right now. Stuff it, bro. Real, real quick, I would say is Mr. Minnick, you can send whatever you don't want on here. <laughs> real quick, this is a weeder, right? Is this not a a a, a weeder? No, a wheat beer, a wheat bourbon. Bourbon. No, this is a high. This is a high ride. Okay, I had always thought that it was a weeder. So, and I was a little confused earlier when you guys were saying that it was spicy, and I was like. The funny thing is, when you put it over ice, it, it does get that little sweetness on the back end. So it makes you believe, it puts you in the mind frame of that wheat. But yeah, it's it's a higher ride. Heard us in the Buffalo Trace, you think of wheat. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 that's your point. All right, so we're going to transition over to my man Grizzle. It's always bringing us the proper heat on the beer side. So as I say, we're going back to Belgium for another quad. Grizzle, talk to us about this Roquefort. So right before I get into it, I 
realized that to my chagrin, I don't have a bottle opener near me, so I'm gonna have to get creative. Nonetheless, Rook for 10. If you listen to our first episode when we had St. Bernardus Abbott 12, I think I made mention of Rogue for 10. Yes. Um, j- much like St. Bernardus Abbott 12, much like um, West Vletterin 12, yeah, Westy 12, um, Rogue for 10 has many times been voted as one of the, um, the, the best beers in the world. Um, when, I, when I think of Belgian quads, when I think of Belgian Trappist ales, the three that I think of are St. Bernardus Abbott 12, Westy, West Vletterin 12, and Roquefort 10. It's, Westy, when it first came to the States, you could, if, you could get two bottles and a glass for like, I don't know, I want to say it was like 100 bucks. And Westy was so sought after because it, had, it, it was never sold outside of the brewery in Belgium. I've had Westy before. I've had Abbott 12. Of the three, Roquefort 10 is my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I'm really here, anxious. Here. I'm 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 really anxious to hear what you guys say tonight about um, you know h- how 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 you feel about this beer. And can I say my favorite thing in the intro of this part? Every time you say Trappist, I get real excited. Like we about to like drop the beat on the beer too. <laughs> we could do that in, in post edit, Doctor K. Exactly, exactly. Trappist, tra- Trappist is like the Blanton's bottle to me. It make me think it's going to be a better beer because of what it say yeah. on the house. Yeah, that joint looked like a grenade. It's about to go down. Like, I mean, we get it right. So, um, on Beer Advocate, this beer gets a 100. It's a perfect rating. Um, Cash said it was 11. 11.5%. I think it might vary a little bit from year to year. The one, uh, some places you'll find it at 11.3%, but it's always, mm-hmm. always around that same thing. Um, one of the things about this beer is that ahead of, this is ahead of their time. Um, in the brewing process, when they got the, the malt and soaked it in the, in the liquid, to make their work. This, these were the first people to ever get like Belgian candy sugar and suspend it in the hot work in a metal basket that allowed the candy sugar to then become incorporated with the beer. And, and you'll, you'll pick up some of that, I think, um, on the, on the palate when you, when you go to drink it. And lastly, an interesting fact about this beer is that it was, it was brewed intentionally to be, to be food. Um, the monks at that particular, uh, Abbey, they, they, um, they were basically like vegetarians, right? So the, the, this beer was made with the intentions of it being something that could ha- be packed full of nutrients and, and you know, be filling, right? So, um, yeah, really, really good beer. Um, I, I, this is one of my favorites, and I'm, I can't wait to hear what y'all think about this one. So back in the day, vegetarian was basically alcoholic at the same time. I mean. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> so that's what that means. So, yeah, exactly. So in the glass, real quick, this when this pours, you're gonna get like a like pour it gingerly because it's it's pretty effervescent. It's gonna it's gonna give you a a big a big um head. That's what um, that's what she said. But yeah, buddy, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I said, if you notice, he tried, he tried I, I hesitated. Keep going. I hesitated <laughs> right before I said, "Hey, dog, you took us to the trap." <laughs> I hesitated, but this one pours almost like a. Um, it looks almost almost like I've never seen this before, but like clear hot chocolate. Uh, mm. it's, there's like a brown, like a brown 
a brownish burgundyish type situation going on with it. Yeah, a little um, burgundy on there. It, it looks beautiful in the glass. Pours if you pour it too hard, you're gonna get about two fingers worth, two fingers worth of head. And um, <clears throat> but after a while, you're gonna find that that head dissipates pretty quickly because this beer has a, a high alcohol percentage, and yep. the head doesn't last long on beers that have um, high alcohol. So. Well, that is not an issue with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be gone in 3.2 seconds, Grizzle. <laughs> so this this 11.5, I was I was a little nervous in picking this one up, Grizzle. It'll be open with you. It doesn't drink like that, bro. It doesn't. It doesn't. And yeah, Until you've had about two, three of them. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it, 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 I, I like what you said about the, the, the chocolate notes because that's literally – the first thing that hit my tongue was that chocolate note. And it it wasn't like a, you know, traditional chocolate. It's kind of hard to describe it. it to me, it, it tasted very unique. But this Belgian quad, and I, I think quad might, is coming up my stack in regards to what I really love, right? So I, I, I see you, man. I see you. I Because you were a hardcore IPA guy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm This very, is close to the other end of the spectrum. Dude, this is heaven to me, right? And to me, it's you know, I'm Dr. Cash. I'm always looking at values. So I paid about six dollars for this one, and it's worth every penny. And you know, as we all are learning about different styles of beers, you know, I let this one kind of open up and kind of you know get closer to room temperature. It's still cold, but it's gotten closer. And I've sipped it kind of throughout the the time and. It's gotten so much better. So I, I love this thing. This is this is pretty dope to me. I just I just took a sip and um the the chocolate right now on this is standing out a lot more to me than it ever has on this beer. It could be because I hadn't had this in a long time. But the chocolate is really popping. And I also get a lot of um like figs. Yeah, I was gonna ask you like plum or like fig or something like that's yeah. that's what I get immediately. Like a dark fruit. Right? Like, yeah, 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 it's like kind fig. of like definitely yeah. fig. Okay, okay. I like it. It's winding up. He winding up. It's not blowing me away like I thought it would. Um, you mentioned that this is one of the top three beers mm-hmm. in the world, and I think the Saint Barnabas you gave us the first time for me blows this away. Um, I, I get the chocolate, I get the little bit vanilla. I, I'm thinking black currants, you know. I get that, you know. Um, I mean, I guess I get like mm. pot rocks in my mouth because it's because of effervescence. It's really effervescent, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't put like this. If you line them up with this one and Saint Barnabas, I'm picking Saint Barnabas every time. Saint Bernardus. Saint Bernardus. Well, yeah, yeah, every time. But I do like it. So Just, you, would you be able to? Readily. I think the hype got me. I was like, oh, it's a good beer. I was like, oh, okay. Would you undoubtedly be able to identify this in a in a blind a blind tasting <laughs> like between Coke Pepsi, baby? Coke Pepsi. Whoever <laughs> pays me more, it tastes better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we could do a blind test of West. Between the two that I've had, yeah, I probably could because the first one I was like, God damn, it's good beer. This one, I'm like, okay, it's good. I, I dig it. Yeah. That's a good point, girls, too, because I'm I. I don't, my palate on certain beers is not, especially on Belgians, <clears throat> especially on Belgians because, or like quads or whatnot, 
I always get kind of that, like that, the fig kind of like prune for, but then it's like, it's always a little sweeter to me. So it's harder for me to like get past that, the, like the first initial taste to be able to get to the rest of it. So I, I just haven't developed that, the, the full palate for that yet. So a lot of like the Belgians, the quads or whatnot, first off will taste similar to me. And then I'll like a little, get cooler, warmer, whatnot, and then I can actually start tasting it. So I think that, um, that's that for you. That's that candy sugar playing a big role there. Um, it's definitely going to be sweet. Obviously, it had to have a lot of sugar for it to be this high in alcohol. Had to have a lot of sugar so the yeast mm-hmm. can eat the sugar and turn it into carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is another interesting beer in that when they fer- this beer continues fermenting after it's bottled. So I would be willing to bet if this beer, if oh. mine is. Mine is 11.3. I bet you this probably went into the bottle at like 11, 11%. And, and there was a little bit of residual yeast left in, front, left in suspension. Mm-hmm. And there's so much sugar still left in the beer that it probably kept fermenting a little bit. And that's why it's so effervescent, right? Because you got secondary fermentation going on that's pumping more or con- producing more carbon dioxide in the beer, right? So that explains why there's so much... Um, um, effervescence because in comparison to Abbott 12, I don't think Abbott 12 has the candy sugar in it. So that's why you probably perceive this to be so much more effervescent. Hmm. So when Grizzle, when I went to go pick it up, there was a number of them on the shelves of different numbers. Could you, could you speak to that in a little bit more detail? So, so uh, as far as the Trappist sales are concerned, concerned, most of the times you have <laughs> Trappist. 10, 8, and 6, right? Um, the 10 being being the quad. Uh, but then you also have you have triples too, which is a totally another... Okay, that'll be one of the beers that we'll do a triple one night. But there's, there's 6, 8, and 10 as far as... Um, sounds like a Miami so. club, triples. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I was these, like... Got, trying to get on these triples or not? <laughs> <laughs> Get to these triples. Trying to get this four-hand joint, six-hand joint, what you trying Exactly. <clears throat> they spell it a little different. It's T-R-I-P-P-E-L. But six, eight, and ten is the the single, the equivalent of the single. The eight is the the double, D-U-B-B-E-L. And and the, the ten is the quad. And then you got a triple that falls in between there. The double, the eight in this um, example, is usually somewhere around seven and a half, eight and a half-ish percent. Triples usually clock in around nine, nine, ten percent, and then you got quads that are usually around ten percent and, and right. higher. And this is a quad. I love it, big brother bourbon. Yo. I've, known, I've known you a long time, my dude. Mm-hmm. This has to be the quietest I've ever heard you when we're talking about a good beer. Is it that it's just good and you can't talk, kind of like a good dish, or are you playing Tetris or something? Well, you, you know, I, uh, with, with this beer, with beer in general, because, you know, I'm a chorus guy, <laughs> uh, I'm catching up. And beer to me is like art. Right now, it still is. It's, uh, the, the, it's mystifying. Hey, art. Yeah, art. And be, because I'm trying to stand on this, on this side of the glass and understand what the fuck happened to make this so good. There are figs, there's chocolate, there's coffee. To me, all that stuff is in here. I love the color because you know, I'm a whiskey guy. So this has that dark, I'm a, well, and I drank this 
I intentionally drank it room temp uh, because I thought, uh, Gregor, correct me if I'm wrong, this beer is meant to be drank that way. Is that right? Yeah, this isn't this isn't one. A, a few of the beers we've had, uh, contrary to popular thought, beer all beer ain't supposed to be ice cold. Your Coors for sure, but to your point, I'm glad yeah. you. I'm I'm glad you 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 tasted this closer to room temperature because that that probably allowed the beer to be expressed a little bit more. I wish I, in the perfect world next time what I suggest pour it cold, pour it right out of the refrigerator, taste okay. it, and then and then let it warm up. Because it's still a little, this is still a little hazy. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have bubbles. I that's have that's it's hazy with reason, right? Because the yeast that was still in, in suspension causing that secondary fermentation. Uh, when you, when, ooh, when you're, my guy just went so scientific on y'all asses. Hey, he trying to get it. Hey, hey, science, science matters, right? Science matters. Hey, man, there's no your guru in Joe Biden's cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> always trying to jock, but uh, <laughs> and listen, I'll take I'll I'll be the beer the beer czar for the country if I get the opportunity. Hey, sure. I, I feel but, like uh, we need to put that out there. But Big Brother, Rebel, do you have another bottle, or you oh, just yeah, got the uh, one? Yeah, yeah, I, I've got this one. No, do yeah. you have a second bottle? No. Okay, the next time you get it, when you pour it. Look at the beer coming out of the bottle. You'll see when you first start pouring it, it's a little clear. I can't then, do it now. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. When you, it, when next time you top off, when you first start pouring, it'll be a little clear, and it then you'll see it, you'll see it get really hazy. That's because that yeast that was initially in suspension eventually died, fell out of suspension, sank to the bottom. It's still perfectly perfectly safe to consume, but when you pour it, you'll see that yeast coming out at the very end, and the, the the dregs. As they call it, I'm gonna leave all that alone. <laughs> well, yeah, you, well, you drank it down too low. That was, that was, that was too many, Big Brother. That was, that was literally too many. Right, right. He just, he just every, laughed every time. I'm sorry. It was like, I'm sorry. It was like, <laughs> it was like strike. He was like, I ain't swinging yeah. at that, man. Man, if my mama looked at this, <laughs> somebody's working, I'm gonna be mad at you. Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sam Spade, what, 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 what do you think of this one? So I think the um, the 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 sort of present that we took we talked about the presentation of the bourbon. I think the presentation of this beer also uh, very much. I was making the jokes about the Trappist earlier, which I do like, but the bottle, the appearance, mm-hmm. um, the way it pours, um, it is a little heavy on that ABV, but uh, willing to rock with it. Maybe probably one or two. It's not one that I can put a few down on. Because it will make me sleepy, um, but uh, I, I am uh, I am feeling. I, I think it I think it very much connects to um, let's say Berna Bernabas Bernadus Berna Bernardus Bernardus Saint Bernardus Bernadus Bernadus. <laughs> but it's a, it's an easy it's an easier label to read for me. So you know that's that's helping it for sure. So uh, no, nah, I'm rocking with it though, honestly. Steph, you wanted to say so. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was thinking about food. What you got? What you got? You know. No, I, I was actually thinking, you know, it's it's good. Um, but I was like, I wonder what it would taste if I braised um, short ribs with this and, you know, beef stock and uh, aromatics, see how it comes out, a little tomato mm. paste, and let it sit for about three hours. Mm. Get that caramel come out, add some tempering, so that bitterness and sweetness. Combine, 
two questions. We, two questions. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cash. I was like, I wish our listeners could see us on video because every one of us is damn licking our lips as <laughs> Chef just does food porn and just tells us Start how delicious. My oh my lord, Chef! That that sounds delicious. How, how much would you charge for that, Chef? He's asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, asking, I'm for asking for a friend. <laughs> for us, it's free. Um, oh, you know, it's experimenting with, with the good beers. Um, for the general public, you know, thirty-five yeah. a plate. Easy. That'll be that. That'll be that sixty counter. You know. And when he says plate, he means portion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going down. It's going down. Chef, I had a friend last year do a Blanton's uh, pound cake or something. I think they did like the uh, the icing, like the caramel icing, icing with yeah. the Blanton. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No like, complaints. No complaints. Like, is it like triples? Is it like triples? In my <laughs> <laughs> No comment. Okay. <clears throat> real, real quick. A, a nice vanilla cake with a buttercream with little Blantons in it. Some, uh, mm, yeah. Some strawberries on top. Mm. Fuck the whole shit up. Yeah. Two, two things. And, and a two ounce pour. Fucking why not? Uh, along with the cake, right? That'll be, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like something I should do yeah. tonight. I want to I fact check myself as I sit here and think. Yep. Six, eight, and ten. The six is the double. The eight is the triple, and the ten is the quad. Mm. Okay. And forty-five um, gotta go. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I slipped out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. uh, Chef, two questions for you. One, how do you yeah. think this would pair with like a creme brulee? Beautiful because that, car- that, that, that caramel and that, that chocolate. Second, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can actually take this, um, right? And as you make your car- caramel sauce. Which is basically sugar and butter. You burn it down. You add this beer, thin it out, you know, and use it as some cream. Yeah. Mm. So talk your shit. Caramel sauce. A little bit of um, uh, flake salt. Uh, Bloody sir. You you better talk your shit. (laughs) Why? What's the next one? Uh, The next one was. um, How do you think this? I don't know how how you feel about Mexican food. But mm-hmm. how would how would this bear rock when paired with like a mole? See, I do like that mole because that chocolate sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would pair very well. I think it would be, it'd be, you know a lot of a lot of cocoa. So mm-hmm. what I would probably do with this, even though I would go with the mole sauce on whatever produce, with a meat or, or chicken or fish, mm-hmm. I would um go with beef tacos mm-hmm. with some of that Mexican um, queso cheese. Yes, sir. Queso fresco. Oh, yeah, that's spice and that's sweet. Mm. Yeah. I think we need a Postmates order. Postmates order. <laughs> and, and, and then that cheese is already a little bit salty, almost yep. like along the lines of like feta almost, and you compare that salty to the sweetness in this beer. So that saltiness is going to push the flavor forward to this beer was in your mouth. So you take a nice bite of that and chew it down and get a drink. It's going to explode. So, Grizzle, we, we talked about Sam Spade's bougie Right! But you just, you just dropped feta cheese on a, on a beer bourbon and bullshit podcast. So, I think you kind of bougie too, USC. I'm pretty sure. I up because, you know, you said top three in the world. I was such a good-ass fucking bear. 
I was like, oh, the same. What does it say? Barnabas? Say Barnabas? Whatever. Bernardus. Well, why why we struggling so much with the name of that beer? That's that 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 eleven point five. That's that eleven point five. One of them saints. That's that beer and bourbon kicking in. Uh, yeah, to like, bullshit. <laughs> these, these monks is getting more and more of my good side. Yeah. <laughs> monks, monks, like, monks, monks are some cool dudes. Cause I'm like, like, I, I, fucks, oh, I fucks with the monks. I'm like, like, yeah, this is what we have for dinner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, so how, how are we going to raise anniversary party? So this was lit. supposed to be made for, for consumption as food. So they, you said they were, they were um, vegans or vegetarians? Yeah, no fish, meat. Um, poultry, I think. No, no, fish, meat, and cheese. Maybe only poultry. Okay, so yeah, yeah. pescatarian. So how, how are we gonna how are we gonna rate this for for the listeners, right? Oh shit! You want me to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. So so it's especially since this beer is coming on the heels of us drinking bourbon. Um, like I said, I'm drinking four roses single barrel. Very good bourbon, and I feel like that has opened up my palate to be able to appreciate and accept this beer a little bit more. Um, I had already been a fan of this beer, so I'm not sure if if what I'm experiencing now is the the effect of the bourbon on my palate or the effect mm-hmm. of time on my palate. But this beer is drinking really good. I've been drinking a lot of IPAs, and to be able to come back. To this right here is such a change up and it kind of renews my appreciation for not only this beer but this style as a whole so i this this beer is like this is a this this beer is a a five for me as far as this as far as quads are concerned this is a five i go next oh shit Moment, moment of silence. Reset. Moment of silence. Uh, Reset. <laughs> yeah, cut the laughter out. I like this beer. I, I, I thought it would be, you know, uh, very. Hold up. Boom. Hold, up. Hold up. The chair does not rest. <laughs> not... Everything George is. Every, everything George comes first. The entire, everybody outside of Georgia needs to stop talking. Georgia is so important right now. Oh, like we do our part, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chair, the chair recognizes the senator from Georgia. No, we turn red and shit. Then it's fucking North Carolina. They bullshit, but you know, we let y'all go first. People from the islands, one of the there. lower states. Gentleman from Georgia. Yeah. I just, I just want to say that people from the islands are very high strong. I just. <laughs> I grew up on an island. Well, there you go. Oh, <laughs> you said there you go. <laughs> Long, Long Island. I soon reach. Oh, Warsaw Island, South there Carolina. Big brother. This has been. This has been. I think you've been there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. Big yeah. brother, Bourbon. What, what, do you, what do you think of this beer? Man, th- this is this is. Uh, <laughs> you poured the last bits of it out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in course. He, he keeps <laughs> pausing because he keeps pouring the beer. Yeah. <laughs> the beer. Like, there's no more left. There's no more left. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the bottom of the bottle like hot stuff. I gotta get something else in here. I think this is a great beer. I'm gonna have to give it a five. 
Ooh. Ooh. I have to give it five fifths. Yes, sir. Right. Golf, yeah. golf clap for that. Golf clap. No. Full throat. Full clap. That's another club in Miami, Grizzle. <laughs> Grizzle, that's another club in Miami. <laughs> it's got live yeast. The yeast is dead. There's bubbles. It's, it's brown like whiskey. It, it, monks made it. It's Belgian. But I feel like something French is involved. It's just it's just all over the place. I love it. Right on. I know that's your highest rating. I don't even need to go to the videotape and fact check this with Wolf Blitz. It's also the highest possible rating, but yes. Hey. No, 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 no. What what about what about the other monk beer that we did? Saint Bernardus. Barnabas. Uh, Saint Barnabas. <laughs> Saint Barnabas. Barnacles. Saint Bernard. <laughs> Definitely have, become, definitely have become unlistenable at this point for people right, not right. here, but it's fair. Right. I'm finna water up because y'all tripping. <laughs> okay, so we got five from Big Brother Bourbon. Yeah, five. I love this beer. Sure a lot. Uh, the equalizer. My, my, my beer dude. I'm not even like, I'm not even. So <clears throat> I said my piece about Belgians earlier. Uh, not Belgians, Belgium's beer <clears throat> earlier. I've also, so I'm not, I'm getting into IPAs, but I'm still like heavy, heavy, like stouts, porters or whatnot. So I think I had the Monday night fistful of fudge. I had uh, the birthday, the wild leap, the birthday joint. So I, I enjoy like the, the still the, the 10, 11% um, stouts, whatnot, the heavy, but it's, it's, it's a little less sweet, a little bit more kick on it. And I think this brings a little bit more sweet <clears throat> still with the kick, definitely, because <laughs> Miss Cheryl, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with you? Um, so for me, uh, and it's just like with bourbon, when something gets a little too sweet, I'm just kind of like, ah, just kind of back away from it or whatnot. But this is sweet and impactful. So I'm going to do four on this. I can't remember what I did for a St. Bernard's, but that was a very good one. I think I actually enjoyed that one a little bit better than this. Uh, cause this comes off as a little bit sweeter, but I do reserve the right to, uh, change my mind because I poured this code and it has not, um, gotten to room temperature yet, which is why I feel like it would be a much better little taste on it. So Thank, thanks, to Sam, thanks to Sam Spade. We might need to change the name of this podcast to, I reserve the right. I, I reserve the right. right. <laughs> Every time, brother. Every time. You know what? I'm gonna just pick up right after that because um as as we've discussed that sherlock and i have a very similar palette um i agree this i i like a lot of elements of it it's the sweetness piece if it gets a little bit too sweet is where i go i could probably have one maybe two and then it's just it's gonna it's gonna take over at that point so i'm a solid four as well sam Spade, may i suggest alternating between this you're alternating your sips between this and your blends hmm. you yeah, well, I, I think I we both. I reserve the right to listen to that <laughs> suggestion. No, for sure, absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna keep Jeff. it simple. I'm gonna keep it simple. This is a good beer, but I'm gonna hand it to Chef because I'm looking oh, at Chef's to... facial features. He's like, "Nah, son." Do I have the floor now. The gentleman from the gentleman from uh, North Carolina, senator from uh, uh, New York, by the way, of North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to give this a three because I was like, ah, it's not better than St. 
Barnabas or Barnil or whatever they <laughs> But they ain't gonna ever send us no beer. We should we should really <laughs> learn the name of a beer that we yeah, all enjoy. We should all know the name of a beer that we enjoy. <laughs> we should know that. If we stopped drinking, we would know the name. <laughs> so I was gonna give it a three, but Grizzle started talking about food science and got me really fucking excited. Start pairing the shit with other foods and braising liquids and all that shit. So, you know, think about that and what I can do with the beer and how it will affect you know tastes when I combine with like tamarind or any, or some other mm. you know salt. Um, I'm gonna go to four because I do like oh. the taste of it. I just was a little hyped over you know it being one of the top three of Grizzle's favorite beers. I thought it'd be something really great, but you know, listen, it's good. Which- with Chef, you never know how this is going to go. He just went from three to four. I thought he was going to say, I was going to give it a three, but after everybody said it, everybody said what they said, it made me do some thinking. So I'm going to give it a 3.25. No, no. 3.17. it away. No doubt. No doubt. Make some things with that. Do some. Molecular gastronomy type shit with it. Hey, mm. hey, there we go. Making little droplets of essence of pea soup. Dr. Cash, you didn't actually give it a fist though. You just, you just sort of yada yada on through it. Yeah, because that that, 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 that eleven five is creeping up on me, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's uh, the from uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of like that Georgia vote is creeping upward or not? Hey, that's what you so, I'm going to steal a little bit from you, uh, Sam Spade. I, I looked at the bottle. Yep. And I made a judgment. You said Trap House. Trap House, yeah. First thing was <laughs> TI, Trap Museum. Yeah. You know, which is dope. He was like, Jeezy made this beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 175 out here. Sure. That's the, that's going to be the ABV on it. Look, Trap, <laughs> trap, music, trap, music, trap music Museum in Atlanta is pretty dope if you get a chance to go visit. But I digress. I made a judgment on the, the beer, but it was in the section that was next to St. Bernardus. So I just kind of you know, quickly in the store, Googled it. I was like, oh, something very similar. It's a quad. I like this quad. So obviously we copped it because we knew we needed to taste it, but <clears throat> I couldn't wait to open this shit because I really loved the St. Bernardus. So I do love this one just a little bit less. And I, I don't recall what I rated that one either, but this is a strong four for me, and I, I definitely will buy this. Will it be my number one in kind of the, the quad realm? Probably not, but this is a good one. And I, I l- thought about it and tasted it and read up on it. Like I said, I was like, okay, this might be good with a good c- cigar. I kind of chill in with like a hamburger or something, you know, or sitting outside. It's summertime, but this is, this is pretty good, and I give it a, a nice solid rating that way. So, look. Our listeners are our friends. We appreciate you guys. So we can let you in into a little bit of backroom talk. What if we did a podcast that was a blunt? We got our significant others or someone. I thought you said a blunt. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> that too. We, I, I, I'm open to all suggestions. Okay. That at least, listen. Look, shout I, out to Mississippi. Y'all. Yeah. I'm mm. telling you. And also uh, New Jersey. The deepest, deepest South. But um, what if what if we did a cast that was strictly beer, and I only say that because of the ABVs involved. 
You know, yeah. I'd like to do that. Where we had to. where we had our significant others do a pour this for us, and we did it blind between this beer and Abbott Twelve. Yeah, I, we, and we I love the idea. And then we got to go ahead and get the Westie too. Yeah, we, we, we need we need multiple. We need multiple. <clears throat> for sure. And we only we only know it as we only know it as beer A and beer B. Love it. I like your attitude. As long as we, long as we don't do it with bourbon, because I don't want to get it wrong and then hear about how I don't need to own all the bottles I have. So <laughs> that just means we we have to drink more. So <laughs> exactly. <we're> more acclimated <laughs> to the taste of each bottle. <laughs> yeah. So on, on that note, we're gonna wrap it up. Because every podcast we create another podcast. So <laughs> we created two in this one. Yeah, exactly. So I, I certainly hope everyone has an opportunity to pick up a bottle of Blanton's because as you heard from the fellas, it's it's a really, really good bourbon. Hard to find and expensive to find, but it's well worth it. And certainly as you're going through the shelf, we want to take advantage of this Roquefort. So with that, I want to thank you for listening. This has been Beer, Bourbon, and Bullshit. Please don't forget to subscribe and forward, and we'll see you next time.